All right, if you take your Bible, please, this morning, go to the book of Ephesians. We're going into the book of Ephesians. I love the book of Ephesians. It's a simple book. Everybody ought to read it over and over and over. Many folks misuse it, misrepresent it, misquote it, mispreach it, and misinterpret it. And uh, the Calvinists love the book of Ephesians because they, well, they like to deal with adoption, you know, and, and of course we are adopted. We are adopted. I have no argument with that today. You said we are adopted, Christ. Yes, sir, we are adopted. Praise God for that. And I praise the Lord for it. Are we chosen? We is chosen. The Israelites are his chosen. And I thank God today that uh, God chose to save me too. But he didn't knock me on the head and make me get saved. Amen. And God's never uh, told somebody that you're going to hell either. By the way, keep that in your mind. And so that messes all their little doctrines up when you tell them that. Of course, they got all kinds of arguments against that. I don't believe in a limited atonement. I do not believe that Christ died for a certain few and that there's some that he did not die for. I read my Bible, and I believe I've got the right Bible. I read in the Word of God where he said that he died for all men. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son. Amen. We believe that with all our heart because he loved the world. Whosoever believeth on him shall not perish, but have everlasting life. And I'm one of them, whosoever wills, and you are too. Amen. And everybody is drawed breath. Or is a whosoever will. Amen. If they'll call upon him. Now, looking at this this morning, we're going back into the thought of what Paul is. He says, I am. He's not bragging when he says, I am. Paul's saying this from a humble heart or a heart of humility. I believe every child of God can say some things that Paul said. We ought to say everyone he's saying. And we ought to recognize it. Paul wasn't bragging about I'm one, of the, I'm one of the best ones they are. He said, I'm the chiefest of sinners. Yeah. He wasn't bragging about how, how good he was in the law. He was talking about how poor and ungodly and wicked he was. Yeah. He said, I'm a blasphemer. And those four things. And uh, he went through all that. Paul never got the place he thought he was anybody. He always recognized he was a nobody. But God can take a nobody and make a somebody out of him. And that's what he did to Paul, and that's what he's done to you and me, and I praise God for it. I will give you this thought as we're looking at these and fixing to get the next one this morning. Paul said, I am debtor in Romans 1.14. Paul said, I'm ready to preach the gospel in Romans 1.15. Paul said, I'm not ashamed of the gospel in Romans 1.16. Paul said, I am carnal. In Romans 7, 14, I heard a fellow one time say, Christians are not carnal. Carnal people are lost. But what did Paul say? I am carnal. Carnality is a place in your life, and I, there's a lot of lost people that are carnal. But uh, carnality is trying to mix the world with the flesh. Amen. And leaning to the world and not separation. And Paul's saying, I've got a problem with that. I say the same thing today. I have a problem with that. If I could just get myself weaned from this world completely, 100%, there'd be no telling what God could do with me or with you. But it's hard to wean ourselves from the world. With the world, the flesh, and the devil, one on the right side, one on the left side, and one on the other side, I want you to know 
Brother, if you're not getting bombarded with the world, you're getting bombarded with the flesh. If you're not getting bombarded by the world and the flesh, the devil's on your case. Amen. And one day this week, I remember, I guess it was Tuesday, I thought the devil had showed up in flesh. Amen. We had problems all day long at the print shop. And sometimes you have that too, don't you? You get discouraged, preacher? No, I didn't. Just kept on a-going. Amen. And then after I come here and preached on Wednesday night and God blessed, I said something in the pulpit here. I said, I've been pastoring and preaching to snakes and uh, uh, devils and something else, rats, I think, or something like that. And then there's a snake in my truck Thursday morning. Had his head stuck out the grill of the truck. I'm telling you. I'd hauled him up and down the country, I guess. I don't know. If he'd ever stuck his head in that firewall, uh, he'd have been over the ravine. So God's grace is good. So I'm telling you, the devil's on your case, but at the same time, he can bless you. So Paul said, I'm not ashamed of the gospel, and I'm carnal. In Romans 7, 24, he said, I'm wretched. Now this don't sound like bragging on good things, does it? Amen. Uh, th- this is not the things that Christians like to brag about anyhow. We like to brag about, praise God, I got it. Praise God, I'm it. I'm, you know, but we're not that way. Romans 8, 38, Paul said, I'm persuaded. In Romans eleven thirteen, 13, he said, I'm an apostle of the Gentiles. 1 Corinthians 9, 22, he said, I am made all things to all men. 1 Corinthians 15, 9, he said, I'm the least of the apostles. 1 Corinthians 10, uh, I mean, 1 Corinthians 15, 10, he said, I am what I am by the grace of God. Last week, we dealt with 1 Galatians 2, 20, I am crucified with Christ. Praise God. And that's good places. Every one of these today is a good place for us to be. So today let's go to Ephesians chapter number 6. And in chapter number 6, I want to start reading this morning in verse number 18. This is right after Paul has told us to put on the whole armor of God. Not a partial armor. Some of us may have our head covered, but our breastplate is not on. Some of us may have the breastplate and the helmet of salvation, but our feet are not shod. You understand what I'm saying today? We've got to have the whole armor of God. Amen. I heard a couple of policemen talking this week, and it's talking about uh, uh, body armor they have. I guess the vest and stuff that they put on. And uh, they was talking about that. They were just two two guys standard, and they were on duty, and they'd stopped in to get some coffee or something, and I heard them talking about it, and they said, this is awful. This is awful. Have to put this stuff on every day, and he said, they have to wear it all day as hot as it is and all that, and I, I understand that. I really do. I feel for them, but if they don't, they could, they could get killed. They have to wear it, then they get aggravated with it, and I'm looking at that, and I'm saying this, amen. We need to have on the whole armor of God, all of it. Not just a part of it. You leave off part of it and the devil can shoot you with it. Now, Paul's given us the whole armor of God. But verse 18, this is still part of that armor. In chapter 6 of Ephesians, verse 18, Praying always with all prayer and supplication in the Spirit. Praying in the Spirit is what he's saying. He said, and watching, not only praying, but watching thereunto, with all perseverance and supplication for all saints. Now that's a big job right there to do in verse 18. Is to pray 
and with all prayer and supplication. Now, prayer and supplication are two different things. Prayer is one thing, and supplication is a more seasoned prayer and more serious and more specific prayer. And it's praying with more unction. It's not a now I lay me down to sleep prayer. It's serious praying, agonizing prayer. Prayer that many of us as God's people don't know anything about. We say, Father, touch us here, touch us there, help us here, help us there. Be with us here, be with us there. Our little simple things. But when you get into supplication, it's agonizing prayer. How long has it been since you was on your knees calling out to God and you cried and you cried and you prayed and you wept and you prayed and you cried and you said, well, I ain't got nothing to cry about. Then you got a problem. A world going to hell. A churches are falling apart, closing down, shutting down. Preachers, amen, won't preach. Somebody said, uh, boy, my preacher preach. Listen, you don't measure a preacher by what he preaches sometimes. You have to uh, measure him too by what he don't preach. There's a lot of things they don't preach. But what they do preach is good. But they don't preach enough of it. Think about it. They, everything they say, sometimes it can be good. But they won't tell you what you ought to do. You know, the Bible said, preach the word, be instant in season, out of season, reprove, rebuke, and exhort with all long suffering. And the Bible talks about the word of God is good for what? Doctrine. Amen. For reproof. And for instruction in righteousness. You understand that? Just think about that just a minute. For doctrine. Doctrine tells you what you ought to know and what you need to believe. Amen. Reproof tells you what you ought not to believe and what you ought not to listen to. And instruction in righteousness tells you how to get what you don't have right and stay right with it. Amen. A lot of Christians don't understand that, but that's where we need to be. Praise God. And the preacher gets up to preach, you ought to tell you something. Amen. But you ought to listen to him too, by the way. So he goes on to say that in verse 18. Then we slide on down. Notice what Paul's trying to get to. In verse 19, he said, And for me, that utterance may be given unto me. Utterances from his voice, from his lips, that utterance are speaking forth, may be given unto me, that I may open my mouth boldly to make known the mystery of the gospel. More than just the death, burial, and resurrection of Christ, but to get into everything. Ever preachers demanded and called on and commanded and told to preach the whole counsel of God. Amen. Sometimes I'm preaching more than just the gospel. The gospel is the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ. But I have to teach and preach to you more than just the gospel. Amen. Just the gospel. You know what the gospel will do, don't you? It'll save you, strip you out of the pits of hell. Establish your feet on a solid rock. Write your name over in glory. Give you hope you never had hope for. And it'll make a place in heaven for you. That's what the gospel does. But preaching the whole counsel of the word of God will strengthen you and encourage you and put your feet on solid ground so that you'll know what to do and how to do it and when to do it and when not to do it. Amen. Praise God, I'm wound up this morning and I know it. Amen, I'm enjoying it. So Paul goes on and tells us, he said that I may speak boldly. 
that I might open my mouth boldly. Amen. You ever wonder why preachers seem like they're, they're boasting about things? I'm not trying to boast when I'm telling you these things. Listen, uh, if, there's any, if God knows my heart, and He does, and, and, and if you knew my heart, you, you'd have to see it. You, don't, you can't see my heart. You don't know how I feel. But there's times I'd rather take a beatness to come here and, and declare the Word of God because I'm going to have to preach something that I know is not popular. I know it's not going to be acceptable. I know it's going to go over sometime like a lead balloon. And sometimes it's going to make somebody mad. It does. I know that. And I'd rather not do it. But God says, I called you to do it. And that's what you got to do. And so when I come in the house of God, I get to where I don't pay no attention. Nobody just go ahead and preach. Amen. All right. So he says here in verse 20, and here's our text I want us to see. Chapter 6, verse 20. For which I am an ambassador. Here's one of those I am's. I am an ambassador. But notice what kind of ambassador he is. He's an ambassador in bonds. Do you see that? There, therein I may speak boldly as I ought to speak, but that ye also may know my affairs and how I do. Tychius, a beloved brother and faithful minister in the Lord, shall make known to you all things. You remember times in past in the Word of God, Paul said, I write unto you this, write letters. Uh, we believe that Tychius... Uh, here is probably the one that described it and wrote it down, and he's probably the one that wrote the letters. And he's kind of like the secretary, and Paul's giving him a little credit. He's not the only place he's mentioned. He mentioned some other places in the, in the New Testament books. You can look at them and see, and we believe that Paul is getting these letters. He said in verse 22, Whom I have sent unto you for the same purpose that you might know our affairs, and that he might comfort your hearts. See, Tychius is sending these letters. He's writing down exactly what Paul told him to wrote, write. Excuse me, And he's giving him the information. So uh, you, I just throw that in because you probably never thought about Tychius much or uh, didn't pay much attention to him. And uh, that may be not the way he's, his name's pronounced, but that's the way I've done it. I hear preachers all the time saying names, and I said, well, that ain't the way I said it. That ain't the way I call it. And uh, so anyhow, I just do the best I can with it. And I sometimes repeat if I heard somebody else say it, and they might have been wrong in repeating them. But uh, I'm not going to try to split hairs over it if you call it something else. Now go to verse 20 again. Here's our lesson today. For which I am an ambassador in bonds. Paul said, I'm an ambassador in bonds. Now, what is an ambassador? You ever thought much about it? Probably some of you know more, and you could probably talk a longer time on it tonight, today than I do and can. But an ambassador is a special person. Actually, if we've got an ambassador uh, to the United States on something that's going to a foreign country, he's an ambassador. Uh, he, he has a special job. He's, he's an authority. Would you say that? He, he, I would say he's, uh, or she, whoever they might be, uh, have got something that's something uh, special. They're special. Not treated as ordinary. They got 
They got some special powers, some special authorities. An ambassador is one, if you will, uh, we, we call them this in our modern day, diplomats. America has a lot of diplomats overseas. Now, they speak for, they're not over there pulling their ranks and doing what they're doing for their own good. A diplomat is somebody that's a representative in another country for the country they come from. That makes sense now? A diplomat, if he's in, if he's in China and he's an American diplomat, he's over there in behalf of the United States of America. He don't go over there and talk about China and talk about everything else in another country. He's over there in the best interest, or at least supposed to be, he's over there in the best interest of the country he's from, which is called the United States of America. So Paul is saying here, I'm a diplomat of the Lord Jesus Christ. I'm a representative of him. I stand for him. I'm not talking about Buddha. I'm not talking about Mohammed. I'm not giving credit to the world, the flesh of the devil, but I'm giving credit to the one who has redeemed me, the Lord Jesus Christ. Therefore, I am an ambassador of Christ. Do you see that this morning? He's an ambassador. But in this case, he's an ambassador in bonds. As a general rule, Paul stayed in bonds. He preached his way out of the jail a few times and then he preached his way right back into them again. He could call him uh, in the Bible one who had a jail ministry. A real jail ministry. He sat among the prisoners. He was associated with them. He went through the trials they went through and that's what we're to do today. Uh, we've got it easy. Ladies and gentlemen, can I say something to you? Brother, we are living in a time that we think everything ought to be handed out to us. Now, I realize we've got a world like that. We've got young folks today that believe they ought to be able to uh, get off of mom and daddy and everybody else and the government. They, they, we're living in a society where we don't talk to kids that government programs is the answer. When we first started getting the government programs in America, we started going downhill and been going down ever since. Amen. That's right. And I'm not, I'm not talking about just uh, Social Security and all that. You, you earned that. Put that in. But I'm talking about welfare programs and the church let down the welfare of the church and started trying to feed itself. Uh, I want you to know today, We've got all kinds of programs. We've got social gospel churches. I may preach on that after a while. I don't know. About decided to. But give me, uh, we're looking at that. Somebody said, what, what can you offer me at the church? I've had them to ask that coming to this church. What can you offer me and my family if I stay here? And I said, I'll offer you the King James Bible, the preaching the word of God, good a good Holy Ghost singing, amen, and the liberty of God in the heart. But I, well, what kind of programs you got? We got Bible programs. Good, praise God for that. What are they? Preaching, singing, shouting, testifying, witnessing. Huh? Amen. There you go. <laughs> there you go. That's, that's what happens. 
We're living today in a day when people are looking for handouts and everything. And you don't have to be ashamed of doing what God says. And so they go on down the road. Why? They want to get something for their kids. They want to get something for themselves. But Paul said, I'm an ambassador. I'm a diplomat. I'm a representative. That's another thing that he is. Matter of fact, he's an official. An ambassador is an official. Recognized official. Got their credentials. Not only got the credentials, but got the hand of the country upon him. Amen. He's standing for that country. Well, I'm a diplomat for the Lord. Praise God. When I'm at the grocery store, I'm a representative of Jesus. I'm to, I'm to act like I know the Lord. Amen. You said act like it? Well, that's what most folks do. Amen. I've said over and over and over and over, and you've heard me, and I don't like to repeat things, but this sure does feel good to repeat it today. Most of the Baptist folks could fit good in Hollywood. They're actors. Amen. They know how to act like they're something they're not. Amen. Actually, the Bible talks, you know what the Bible calls uh, people who are actors? Have you ever thought of, there's one word that Jesus used mightily. That word, he didn't call them actors, he called them hypocrites. Do you know what a hypocrite is? A hypocrite is somebody that says there's something when they're not that, there's something opposite of that. A hypocrite is somebody who said, I know the Lord Jesus Christ, I'm saved by His grace, washed in His blood, I'm heaven bound, I'm redeemed. But they don't even know the Lord Jesus Christ. Now let me just ask you something. How many times have you been around people and you just asked them a question you said to them, uh, have you been saved? And I'm going to say this, I'm making a big statement, but I've dealt with people out in the public for years, so I know what basically they're going to come back and tell me. Matter of fact, I had this said to me about uh, four or five days ago, maybe six I, I didn't even ask them about it, but they said, uh, it was talking about salvation. I say to them sometimes, and I didn't this one, but it come up. I say, when did you get saved? And they'll say, uh, see, I got baptized on January the 9th, or of course they use it in the summertime, January the 19th, so and so. That's not what I asked them. Most of the time you ask people for saved, they're going to tell you when they're baptized. Now you, when they tell me they're baptized, you know what I do? I don't argue with them. I tell you why I don't argue with them. Because they don't know that they, they don't know the real salvation of God. They're trusting water. Everybody. If you tell people today, and you're more interested in telling them when you got baptized, I had a woman sitting on the second row of the one church I pastored, and we'd have testimony meetings, and every once in a while she'd get up. And she'd say, I remember I got baptized right down here at this little pond right behind the church down here. And back in, she could get the date when it happened. Some of you can't hardly get the date of when you're saved. But you know you got saved. And that's what she did for the whole time. I never heard that woman say, I ever got saved. She just said, 
I got baptized. There's a lot of people today trusting that and are going to spit hell wide open. Amen. I remember when I got baptized. I don't know. I don't remember the date. I know where it's at. And I know I was a wet booger. Amen. I remember that. But I got saved before then. I remember where I got saved at. I remember what happened when I got saved. And God changed me. Amen. Of course, a lot of people will tell you, and I have, I've got three children. God bless your heart. I love all three of them. Got four grandchildren. Love all four of them. Two great grands. I love both of them. And I appreciate them. But I have never made a statement of their salvation. In other words, I have never tried to convince anybody of my children of when they got saved. I believe According to their testimony, what they've told me, they got it. Amen. But some of them have told me more than once that they got it. Amen. And I baptized them more than once. You understand what I'm saying? So I'm not going, if I won't do that for my kids, I'm certainly not going to do it for you. But if you get out today and live a life that's displeasing the Word of God, I'm not going to preach you into heaven when you die. And if you don't like that, you might as well hunt you somebody else before you die and get your family figured out because I'm not all up for funerals anyhow. I have a hard enough time preaching the living. They don't want to hear either. You understand? And I'm not trying to be mean with any of this I'm saying. God knows my heart. I wish I didn't have to say all those things. But I'm an ambassador for Jesus Christ. My job is to represent Him to the fullest of my abilities. Which sometimes are not a man enough, but God's given me the presence of, of Him and you know in my heart. And I thank God for that. I do give Him the, the, the praise for it. Not only is an ambassador, a diplomat, or an official, or representative, representative, but he is a promoter. If you're going to be a representative or an ambassador to go to some country, to, and we got a lot of them, you know, they call them all sort of things, and they get there, they're there to promote the country that they've come from, or the person that they've come from. Matter of fact, I hate to say it, but people who are ambassadors of America right now are promoting the agenda of your president. Amen. And I have to say it, mine too. But not by choice. But by title. And that's what they're doing. And that's bad, isn't it, in our country right now. But uh, they, they're a, a backer. That's what I'm not, I'm not talking about the kind you chew now. That's some old country boys talking about, got that backer in your mouth. That's not, that's not even right English, but a backer means somebody's behind and will promote. And that ambassador's in a foreign country. He's trying to promote what the country he is a citizen of 
promote what they believe and their, their teachings and so forth or their doctrines. And so I'm not here to promote what the Baptists say or the Methodists say or the Presbyterians say or the uh, Episcopalians say or the Jehovah's Witness or anything. My job is to promote and preach and proclaim and represent the Lord Jesus Christ who died for us, went to the grave, and arose on that third day. And I'm to get that over to the hearts and lives of men and women where they believe it or want to believe it or not. Amen. So you, you keep praying. I, I told you last week to pray for that Catholic that I dealt with for one hour. That has humbled my heart all week. That I was able to talk to a Catholic that was, you know, baptized when he was a baby. And I had to deal with that a little bit. Baptism with regeneration. I suppose that baptism with regeneration is one of the big tools that Satan has used all up and down the country in religions of all the world. That's probably took more people to hell than anything. At least one of the way reasons. To baptize a baby when it's little or a little child when it's young. And for it to go through life believing that it got baptized and that's all there is to it. And the Catholic Church can tell them they're alright. You got baptism, you're fine. That's not what this preacher preaches. That's not what my Bible teaches. But they do it all the time. And I'm saying to you this morning that I'm an ambassador and I want them, I want to be an ambassador of truth. I want to be a representative of the Lord Jesus Christ and I want to be a representative in order. When I get in the public, I don't want to talk like the world talks. I want my language to be the same as it'd be if I'm around a bunch of Christians. Amen. Have you ever seen people that talk out of two sides of the mouth? One day they're praising God and, and uh, living for the devil and the world out of the other side of the mouth. So my job is to straight down the line, stand for Jesus and preach and teach and be an ambassador of what my country or my leader, which is Jesus Christ, has taught me and put in my heart. I have no problem with that. What I do have a problem is the people, you know what you call somebody that's going to another country and teaching opposite of what their country teaches? They're a traitor. Or, or a, well, they're, they're just, they're, they're just not backing up their country. And, uh, they're worthy of death, to be honest with you. They're to uphold what they, what they stand for or what they come for. I mean, they can't. Of course, I believe in our country we got diplomats that go to different countries that speak one thing here and one thing there. But that's beside the point. We're not into this part of the political world today. When we're looking at that ambassador, I want to read this again. For which I am an ambassador in bonds. And Paul's trying to let us know that he stayed in jail. He was in bondage to the, to the world. The world had put him in bonds. 
He was an ambassador. Yes, he was a representative. He was a diplomat. He was an official. He was a promoter. He was a backer of the gospel of Jesus Christ. And we stand before God. We're going to give account how good an ambassador we were. Amen. We're going to give an account for what we were in this life or what we're supposed to be right now. I'm an ambassador this morning. You're an ambassador this morning. Are we doing a good job? Uh, are we doing all that we can? Somebody, somebody asked me, they said, I, I don't see how you do all you do. And I said, well, I just wish I had more time to do what I do. And I'm going to have to cull off some things and trim up some things. I can't seem to get it all done. And I don't believe I'll ever get it all done. Neither will you. You heard me tell this some time ago, years ago, we used to sing a song about finishing or, or, or with an unfinished task, leaving, dying with an unfinished task. Every one of us are going to walk off the scene this time in, in life with the task unfinished. God will give it to somebody else to do, but we can't do it all because we are limited. But I sure want to do my part, don't you? Sometimes I get so lazy. Do you ever get lazy? You say, no. Nah, nah. I, I, I do pretty good. I sit down at an easy chair and I get there and I keep telling myself I've got to get up here in a minute. And I have every intention of getting up. And that chair, I just feel it creak around, put its arms around me and pull me a little tighter. And after a while, I do get up, but then I think, I shouldn't have done that. Because there's usually a nap involved. Amen. Well, time's caught me. But Paul said, I'm an ambassador. Don't you want to be an ambassador? Oh, I want to be a faithful ambassador for the Lord. I want to give Him glory and honor. I like this study and I appreciate it. We'll look at another next week. And I'll pray that God, I got one out of the book of Ephesians next week. We'll get them uh, two or three out of the book of Philippians. Paul's got them in all his writings. Thank God for it. Let's pray. Father, thank you this morning for the privilege of prayer, for being able to call upon your name. Lord, we realize that we're not anything. We're least among the saints of God today. Lord, we're chiefest among sinners, as Paul said. And Lord, we don't deserve anything, but we thank you for your grace and your mercy. We thank you for your goodness you shed on our hearts all the day long, every day of our life. Thank you what you're doing, what you're going to do for us. And Lord, we'll give you the praise. Touch the service. Touch hearts. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.